Hey guys, welcome to this week's podcast. It's welcome. Gonna be, it's gonna be an awkward podcast. To the next hour and a half of me loathing Bill Mudrin oh. because my mummy dog in Animal Crossing moved to his town. Andy was just checking the show notes, so I decided to fire up Animal Crossing and I forgot, oh yeah, that's right, right at the loading screen. It just shows her favorite villager that moved out of her town and moved into mine. Was it Lucky the dog? I haven't talked to him that much because I don't care that much. That's the best thing is I don't... He's nice. He's a dog in bandages. He's no... He is no uh, static the purple squirrel. He is no... Shut your mouth. <laughs> if you don't love him appropriately, he's that's wa- even He's already walking worse. around with a shirt that he bought from retail that he put on his <sighs> Hey, guys. How you doing? This is Boy Howdy Podcast. <laughs> I'm Annie. This is Bill. This podcast for April fourteenth, two thousand twelve. This is I'm, oh. I'm literally blind with rage. I don't even know what's <laughs> happening is, anymore. Okay, so this is gonna be the week three of our Orange is the New Black spoiler cast. <laughs> so you finished that this week, right? I finished it. No, was... last week we we actually had a boy Orange is the New. Uh... Oh, did we? I forgot. Yeah, but you hadn't watched the I last watched, two episodes. I did watch the last, and two I was episodes. all like, "Yeah, you know what? I think Re- Healy's gonna redeem himself." Oh, that's right. Yeah, we'll talk Spoilers. about that at the. And motherfucker. Not that we're actually no. Yeah, yeah. If we're gonna do anything, yes, I did finish Orange is the Black. I thought it was fantastic. It that, was fucking. I don't good. want them to be a, there to be a second season because that first season was so complete and perfect. Yeah, but there's there's already gonna be. A yeah, second if you guys season. have a Netflix uh, subscription, yeah, you gotta check highly that shit out. recommended. Really solid. Stuff. It's fucking good. Yeah. Anyway, talk, we, that, that's what we spent all last podcast talking about. What else happened this week? What else? Uh, my week has been interesting. My dear bros, Jimmy and Conley, mm-hmm. uh, live in this apartment building, and they noticed there was like some flaking on their wall in their um, office, and their landlord was like, oh yeah, we'll go ahead and repaint, no problem, don't worry about it, paint whatever you want. So they go to paint. This is going to be a fascinating painting story. No, let me finish. Yeah. They go to paint, and the plaster on the wall falls off in oh, a, like big a big flat sheet. sheet. Revealing oh, yeah. underneath the plaster, the reason mold. why the plaster is failing yeah. is black mold. It just separates. Yeah, I've seen just that before. Yeah, terrible black mold. So uh, the landlord is not going to be able to fix this until September. Why? Because black mold is a really terrible thing. Wait, how does this affect you? Well, let me let me finish my story, okay. motherfucker. <laughs> so black mold is terrible, and it will fuck you up severely. Yeah. So Foley and I pretty much bullied them into coming and staying in our guest bedroom. So the most of this week, we've been playing host to our friend Jimmy oh, Conley, cool. who are really lovely people. Conley, and she's a she's my co-host of, of uh, Ladylike Book Club. That's correct. Yeah, my other superior podcast. And uh, <laughs> I'm just being a dick. <laughs> to be fair, and, you have four people uh-huh, who are much smarter than me. Uh-huh, yeah, being like co-host with. You. I've only ever gotten mad like once on that <laughs> podcast. I'm just saying, no, uh, really, it's oh. uh, it's been lovely because it's just not. They're really solid people. There are very few people that I can hang out with for a prolonged period and still like them and i yeah. still like them so yeah so they're gonna be staying with us for a so little that's while their home be. office got all fucked up well they live in this little one bedroom apartment it's actually right across from uh my condo on hawthorne and uh you have a condo they... god I you already... said your con you said, I said my... my condo you have a condo in hawthorne 
I hate you so much. No, what are you talking about? I don't about? want to talk to you anymore. I really don't. I've done this podcast. Do you remember when I lived in a condo, Bill, on Hawthorne? Oh, that condo. When I think condo, when I th- well, there there's a brand new set of condominiums that got built uh-huh. right next to us. When, so whenever uh-huh. anyone talks about a condominium on Hawthorne it's Avenue, the only condos in the world. I forgot that you lived there. No and that imagine. was years ago, though. That was literally years ago. I'm just saying. So, oh, so that, that's where they're living at right now. They're living in a house. <laughs> you so much it's a little one bedroom house and they use the bedroom as their office and then the they actually live in the living room but the mold it's all connected and the mold is just pervasive and it's terrible poor jimmy are they gonna try to fix it or are they just gonna sell and try try to get the hell out of their move well it's an apartment yeah and they their landlord is being a dick about it their landlord isn't gonna be able to fix until september so you got housemates for a good long while now a little while yeah they're lovely people do they like like video games yes they do in fact what's their favorite episode of the boy howdy podcast (laughs) All of them. Uh, no, in fact, uh, I, a friend of mine was emailing me about Dragon Age 2, and she was going to start up a Dragon Age 2 replay, so I fired up Dragon Age 2. Conley had just finished Dragon Age Origins, and the choices we made during Dragon Age Origins were very similar, and she was getting ready to play Dragon Age 2. Uh-huh. So I've got my ta- Dragon Age 2 bro to... to... You guys go adventuring together? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. If only they had role-playing games that had multiple... Like, you had to have multiple people playing together. Some kind of co-op role-playing game. That'd be awesome. Oh, I still say, man, if you had multiplayer Skyrim, that would be... Holy shit, that would kill everything else out there. But the, the nature of that sort of thing is that they'd have to gimp the storytelling. And I'm not interested in making that sacrifice. Was the storytelling in Skyrim that interesting? I no. Can... But... I think they'd have to gimp it even further to allow for two adventures. It's like in Fable, where they were just like, oh, you're the sidekick. You well, know? they had story stuff that depended on, like, you know, two people either working together or kind of conflicting. That's I don't true. Know. But if you bake in co-op, then it's you have to bake in. I it's would, it pr- would be interesting if, they, if someone actually, like, a game like that I could see... You would it would after either be co-op or I can't I can't imagine a game like that being you could design it successfully and have it have it have a decent single player mm-hmm. experience yeah. and yeah. a co-op. It almost have to be like if you yeah. buy this game, you have to play co-op either off online or offline. A true but... co-op RPG would be interesting. Yeah. I guess they could do the solution they did with Star Wars: The Old Republic, which is just that whenever there's a cutscene. I think the way they handled it is you, as your yeah. player, you are the protagonist. Yeah, I would in that love that because you spend so much time alone in in the single player like Fallout mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Skyrim and in these super. I mean, I know there's MMOs, which yeah. that's the idea. It's it's, yeah. it's a role playing yeah. game. It's multiplayer right. and stuff. But I'm not really worried about like hooking up with thirty other people. For no, a raid. yeah, I want to go. It would just be fun if you could just like pick and choose like maybe three or four other people. I want to go raiding most. in the wasteland with. Yeah, friends. exactly. At least just one other person. You can... yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, that'd be yeah. fantastic. Basically, I went especially journey if you could split the off universe. different different parts of the world, and maybe one thing you do over here could like you know like you turn on the generator in this part of the world, and this yeah. does this other thing over here, and like there's some things in the world that are kind of like. Uh, dependent on having two people yeah, yeah that'd be fucking fantastic yeah. but not i think a lot of games like that are designed with co-op elements i think that not a lot of people necessarily play them co-op so it's like yeah. how much work do you put into something that people won't use you know? well most people don't beat video games and they still put endings in video games so fuck sometimes that shit. that's what i have to say sometimes Anyway, what'd Last you do? Last of Us didn't have an ending. What did, what'd you do, Bill? What'd it's just you do y'all going, hey, I stole your beef steak. Oh my god, did you hear about the uh, the Last of Us panel at PAX? No. This is why I'm Wait, is there a PAX. schedule? No. But the um, Neil Druckmann and another person from Naughty oh, Dog. Oh god, you know what? That might be the hardest one. Of, oh Jesus. Dude, no. I will go and camp out the day before for this panel. Well, so you, you know, know why? Going. 
Uh, actually, a lot of people. Conley and Jimmy are going. Okay, cool. Um, boy, Hattie listeners <laughs> are going. Be, I love The Last of Us, but I don't know if I'm going to spend no, like a day you, waiting in Bill. line. I am not. I'm not going to any panels with you. You would pee on my fun. I'm not going to sit in a room. I'm gonna say, well, no. like better stuff. No. <laughs> <laughs> Because Bill's, because Bill's tastes oh are the best. God, Says you. the guy who was watching a live stream about who's going to be playing the next crummy Doctor Who. Um, anyway, no, uh, uh, Troy Baker will be there singing and playing guitar in character as Joel. Is he going to get a fake beard? I'm just going to start weeping uncontrollably oh the whole time. Wow, that is going to be the most I'm wet vaginas that have ever been collected in one room at PAX ever. I'm, I'm not going to go oh to anything God. else. This whole weekend is just going to be an excuse so for me to go be, to the Last of Us This is going to be your Mass Effect 3, because last time you were at PAX, the whole reason you wanted to go there was to check out the Mass Effect 3 yeah. stuff. Well, the reason why I'm going to PAX, really, beyond the fact that I want to well, meet some Boy Hattie listeners, yeah. is I know I'm going to meet Tim Schafer. Oh, I forgot about that. Conley is like Conley knows Tim Schaefer. She goes, if Annie, if because she was trying to talk so to you going to pass. So this is somebody also. I'm happy about that because that adds someone officially new that we can mention as friend of the podcast. Tim Schaefer <laughs> says, I'm, not, I'm just gonna look at him and burst into tears. That's all I'm gonna do. Is he gonna be dressed in a barrel asking for money at Pax to, so he can finish broken? Perhaps, him? Bill. <laughs> you dickweed. Just you, this just means you can't tell him to go. Uh, you can't mention the podcast and be like Tim Schaefer. You should listen to. Uh, you should listen You're to our dickweed. podcast. Except. Skip the first 15 minutes You're of episode queen. 90. Bill, tell me about Star Trek Generations. You keep up. It's not that interesting to talk about. I didn't do anything this week. <laughs> I got some Star Trek in the mail. <laughs> I got... No, Star Trek Generations. You don't care about Star Trek. We got nothing to talk about. Bill, you, what do you give a shit about page 8 or the 6th gun? That's what I'm going to talk about Can next. I talk about Empire of the Sun again? <laughs> <laughs> no, I got... Uh, well, I've still been working on this new Link to the Past uh, map that I'm trying to get done by the end of the month. I keep on mentioning that every week. And uh, to have something to watch, I was like, oh man, I suddenly got a bug up my ass to watch Star Trek Generations, the first Star Trek The Next Generation movie. It's terrible. All Most Star Trek movies are terrible, especially the Star Trek Next Generation movies are terrible. But... I have such nostalgia for this movie when it first came out because it was like the first Star Trek The Next Generation movie and everyone was so excited and it came out and everyone was like, oh, that was kind of terrible. But I still just wanted to watch it just because I hadn't seen it. I hadn't seen it since before Red uh, Letter Media did their whole, uh, ex not expose, but the, the whole big criticism. And that was actually the first real big thing that Red Letter Media ever did that actually kind of put them on the map. Mm -hmm. And so, I don't know, I just got a boner to watch it. So I actually, there's a whole Blu-ray uh, collection box set of all the Star Trek Next Generation movies that I got from Amazon for 20 bucks and then I only watched one movie and that was it. <laughs> well, I really, well I just wanted to see the making of stuff because I knew it had commentary by Ronald D. Moore. Oh, yeah. And Brandon Braga, the guys who wrote it. And they're both very... I, I, I was interested in watching the commentary for that just because they had done a lot of commentaries and stuff for the Star Trek Next Generation TV show Blu-rays. Mm -hmm. And they were very mm -hmm. frank and open about, yeah, this episode's not very good, but what are you going to do? But it's just interesting to see people who recognize that they have contributed to something that's not very good, but they'll actually talk about why it doesn't work. Yeah, that's And their actual commentary track for this terrible Star Trek movie is they're pretty open about, like, yeah... We could like this scene, yeah. That we kind of fucked this up, and they all like they're the writers, and they're they're not blaming the director or anything like that. But they're just saying, yeah, we like we were young when we wrote, we, we, we wrote this. We 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 made this mistake that the fans hated, but here's why we made this mistake. But yeah, if we did that, if we could go back and do that again now, we would totally not do that because now we're older and wiser and know how right. stories work better and stuff. Yeah. But so yeah, just from a creative point of view, it's kind of interesting to kind of check that stuff out. Huh. Even all the Star Trek stuff aside. It's just mm -hmm. interesting to see writers go back to something they wrote 20 years ago 
Because I think this is a really relatively, really recent commentary on it. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's interesting. You don't hear many artists talk intelligently about their feelings. As yeah, artists. exactly. Yeah. Like, you, you'll, especially. Have, like, you'll, yeah. Have art, you'll have artists who will talk, like, just be kind of self-loathing and, and self-effacing. Yeah, no, not like that or anything like but that. But it's like a, const- like... Like a self-constructive criticism. And they talk about, like, they were put under a lot of pressure because they were writers for the TV show of Star Trek Next mm-hmm. Generation. And then this is the first, like, this, they're writing a movie. And yeah, even aside different. from the fact they're writing for Star Trek, it's the writer the writing their first movie and all the yeah. pressures that entails and all this yeah. behind the scenes stuff of like the pressures of like you know there's it's got to have so much action right, right. you got to make uh, James T. Kirk look all sexy even though he's a fat little 80 year old man <laughs> all that stuff and they're, they're, they're just open about how they, you know, they, they just kind of fucked up and mm-hmm. you know Ah, it's just kind of interesting to see. Huh. So. Well, meanwhile, the only TV I really watched this week was um, uh, Foley on Netflix was looking for something to watch and we fired up page eight which is a masterpiece theater with, and the reason why we clicked it is that it had um, Bill Nighy and and Rachel Weisz on the cover. I was like, that's an interesting combination. Bill Nighy and Rachel Weisz. Yeah, Bill uh, it also the has old, old face guy, right? Yes, he would be a great Doctor. He would be a great cranky well, he, white Doctor he, Who. Yeah, he was in that one episode. Yeah, and he's yeah. actually even kind of dressed like the Doctor because he's got a bow tie and everything. Yeah, but uh, it had Bill Nighy and Michael Gambon. It had uh, Ray Fiennes. Oh wow, um, so it's pretty much just Harry Potter. I know. Well, and it was directed by David Heyman. So was it Bill Nighy? Oh, he played Rufus Scrimgower. Yes, he did. He's only in, like, two scenes in any yeah. Harry Potter movies, but everybody yeah. except for Rachel Wright, Rachel Weisz. I know that. Well, and it's David Heyman. Was did directed. you know who's the guy who directed the movie you hate? The guy in the bubble? Hugh Jackman the in the bubble? Yeah. Not the fall. The other guy. Who's oh, the... I'm sorry. Uh, the fountain, I meant. Did you know Rachel Darren Weisz fucked up the fact he was going to make the Wolverine movie? Yeah. And supposedly, because I didn't realize he and Rachel Rice broke were, up. Yeah, they were married. And, and because they got, they, got, they got divorced, he had to pull out of the You Wolverine. didn't know that she they broke up, Bill? He, she's married to Daniel Craig now. We've talked about this. Oh, they're this. married? I thought they were just fooling around. We talked about this at length. I thought they were fooling around, and they only called me up to tell me, like, don't tell. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell the I'm cheating on the guy who made that movie with Hugh Jackman in a bubble. Was it Hugh Jackman? Hugh Jackman in a bubble. Yes, it was Hugh Jackman With James Bond. I'm not gonna tell you which bone it is, but he got sexy blue eyes, <laughs> and you like his butt. I'm just gonna text you a film photo of my butt. You love both of butts. <laughs> I love. That's they're, they're a great Hollywood couple because he's got the hotter ass than she does. That's the best thing about it. Anyway, both of them. so yeah. page eight was really good. I highly recommend it. Is it's it like a, a modern tabloid? Yeah, kind it's of a thing? it's a modern. So I know it's what page a, eight in the no, UK. No, 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 no. It's about it's called it's about page eight of a um uh. uh uh, intelligence document. Oh, okay. And uh, Bill Nye plays a member of um, a security, uh, British security thing. I can't remember what branch he works in exactly. But there's a lot of politics involved, and he gets wrapped up with Rachel Weiss, and Is this a also, thing? yeah, it's very okay, recent, yeah. 2011, I want to say. Okay. And uh, he uh, he gets wrapped up in this um, conspiracy with the prime minister, and and also Rachel Weiss. And it's, it's very very good. This is randomly on Netflix. Yeah, it's like an hour and a half long. Was it good? Yeah, it's. It's very, it's got very a great good, cast. is what I just finished saying. Yeah. It's really good. I highly recommend it. It was really a lot of fun. And uh, the only other thing I consumed this week uh, was I caught up with Sixth Gun. So I had not I added... Oh, that's right, because you bought your $100 worth of comics. Exactly, that was in there. Week. I forgot about that. Yeah. So I had not... I had caught up with Sixth Gun on, in the trades, and then I had gone and bought all the individual issues that were out up to the most recent trade. Yeah. But that was like out back in November and then I forgot to add it to my pull list. And I just thought cuz it's comics like maybe they just had like a sabbatical or something yeah. and I was like I didn't really well, think like twice about powers it. for like powers Well, just powers go away is for, like, terrible, a year and a half. but yeah. that's a that's but I've been reading powers since the issue 1 so maybe that is it. Yeah. But anyway, I was at uh, the comic shop and I was like, "Oh, 
what the fuck? Here's six gun. What the hell's going on? And I realized I was 12 issues behind. At that point, you could have waited an extra month and no, just got a collected because volume. because I love six gun and I wanted to I read it. I know we talked about this last week, yeah. And, and I'm love, so glad I did. You reading the floppies. I do. I so, I am so glad I did because <laughs> the one of the coolest things I have ever seen in a comic book. You know how, uh, uh, um... Game of Thrones is like, yeah, whatever, it's fun. But I, the magic is not really present. And then all of a sudden, fucking Daenerys is walking into fire and breastfeeding dragons, and it's so fucking metal. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And you just want to Yatsuba and like, run around. <laughs> a really badass metal moment happened in The Six Gun. And I don't want to talk about it because I don't want to spoil anybody who may possibly read it because it was one of the most satisfying things. Fucking love The Six Gun. Love it. The only thing that makes me sad is I remembered that um, the artist in the Six Gun sells mm-hmm. the original art for his pages. Oh really? And there's oh, you one buy this page, page, this one page with this amazing metal thing. I wanted so badly. I would have paid five hundred. Does he sell them it. as soon as the comic goes out? Like goes 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 to the press? Uh, it varies. Like okay. usually it takes him. He does not sell it personally as a broker. But yeah, I was sad. The page before and the page after were for sale. Uh, how far? So how many issues of the the the, the Six Gun are there? How far into um, the series is it? I want to say there's like 31 issues, and then there's a mini series. Oh, that's series. actually not that bad, though. Okay. Well, see, that's the thing. I caught up on like half. Well, because I know there's like six collected graphic novels. But there's those five. Are pretty slim. There's five. Well, I mean, they're like okay. seven issues. Are, is, is, does there seem to be a shape to the story where it yeah. seems like it's getting towards? Oh the yeah. End? Oh, okay. Well, um, I'd say it's there's a very definite particular arc. Okay, that's okay. It's and not just there, like just con- it's just not meandering. Shit. No, no, it's no, 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 no. There was a very okay. That's, that even arc. makes like a metal moment like that even better if it oh, feels like it's plugging yeah. into a, a very specific story. They're telling. Oh yeah, they're telling yeah. a very particular story and very well okay. and very deliberately. And I'm super chuffed about it. My God. There's also a mini series about mm-hmm. these uh, these four villains that that's why i had 12 issues because i had four of these this five issue miniseries it was pretty fucking metal too fucking love the six gun it's so good you guys if you like weird west at all gotta pick up the six gun so good so much fun and like i've said in the past empirically one of my favorite put together how are the comics. female characters in that because i know Badass. it's a western and i know there's at least one lady but i don't know you if have there's a, like multiple lady characters there i mean there are very few women there's the yeah. protagonist uh becky because you have two protagonists in this book really you have drake and you have becky yeah. becky is great i want to dress like her 24 hours a day uh, then you have yeah, the, what does she dress like? She's rad. She's like, I mean, she has a lot of different costumes, but she dresses very practically. No, like okay, no. right now, she's running around in like a oh oh like a plaid work shirt, um, um, some slacks and like a duster. It's really rad. I <laughs> I want to be Becky Moncrief. Uh-huh. Anyway, um, and then there's the um uh villain's wife. Uh, who is, is like the villain crazy... still zombie confederate guy? Yeah. Oh, okay. Or is he? And then we've just met this other character. Well, that's what it seemed like, because it almost seems like it's a Grand Theft Auto thing where, he, like, the well, first bad guy you meet is just, like, the stooge for the real bad there guy. There are a blah, lot blah, blah, blah. of forces at work. Yeah. He is the villain that well, you can point you your gun at. magic things exactly. that people are chasing after. You're going to have really? different layers of bad guys coming this after This book shit. is actually about the end of the world yeah. and who will cause it and what will happen. That is what this book is really about. Who will be the agent of the apocalypse, and in what way will the word be remade? Wow. It's, I fucking love it! Good <laughs> dude! Oh, it's still so the same good. creative team throughout oh, the yeah. whole... Sh- yeah. Great. They're a great team. Fucking love that shit. There's a different artist on the um, miniseries, but he works very well in the style Does this take place during the Civil War? Immediately after. Oh, okay. 
So I also watched a little bit of Luther this week. I watched the first episode or two of Luther. It's a beautiful show. Yeah. Like the composition and framing what is, is really Luther beautiful. About? Uh, Luther, it's about Idris Elba is a, a police officer in the UK. Were you even paying attention to anything that came Barely. out of his mouth? Because I can no, just I was because his accent is beautiful, Bill. Oh, it's so funny. I was talking to my sister about it. My, lots of people recommended I watch it, but my sister. I've heard nothing but great things about my it. My sister yeah. also recommended I watch it, and she said word for word like two weeks ago. She said, "You have to watch it." Because he's all scruffy and uh, 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 sad and salt and pepper. You'll love it. I'm like, he's okay. all salt and pepper. <laughs> so I watch it and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and it's really funny because then I've talked to her about it and she's like, yeah, well, he's all like scraggly and like broken and scruffy. He's not really attractive. And I almost hung up on her. <laughs> like, you and I are different she, creatures. Did you fathom what your guy type is? Like, oh my God. I mean, clearly she did because she knew it was my time so but I wanted to hang up on her aside from the fact it's that really hot it's really oh it's it's beautiful it's beautifully shot and the story seems to be compelling and the kind of characters are there any other hot people on the show or is oh, she the only one they've beautiful. just surrounded with uggos just so he's everyone on like the show is beautiful like, and striking looking a lot of interesting is, is it a BBC people. show yes okay because I know from like it's from the UK six episodes of the first season six episodes oh so it's one of those things where yeah it's not even that much of a time investment we got two you've never seen The Wire have you I have seen The Wire we've talked about it at length you've loaned it to me and I loaned it to you but I didn't see masturbating about Andrew's album then dude do you remember that scene where he goes to see uh what's his butt's wife yeah and she's in her uh sweats i forgot about that and yeah and she tries to oh, give so him that a was that your just the awakening no I've, I've like on the office i remember thinking it was a hunkatron i forgot he was on there too i'm trying yeah. to think of when the first time i well, saw you didn't it start, you didn't start slicking about him until uh, pacific rim because he's particularly he's got fucking, he's, he's in a uniform with a mustache and shoulders and those butts <laughs> I've always thought he was beautiful he's oh, just God. in my mind I now I want my Halloween costume who's who's the girl on uh, Buzz Burgers who's obsessed with butts Tina Tina I'm gonna dress as Tina except it's gonna be uh, Daniel Craig's butts Did and you you could be Tina except it's gonna be Idris Elba butts <laughs> Did you see the 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 inexplicable uh, Bob's Burgers um, uh, Hannibal fan art? And there's a picture of Tina as Will Graham in Will Graham outfit, looking alarmed, and all around her is just this wall of butts. <laughs> are, you, wait, are you asking me if I saw this? Yes. Is 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 is, is there second image of of, of yeah Louise of, as, as as Hannibal? Are you asking me if I saw this? <laughs> are you serious? I drew that. Wait, you drew it? Yeah. If you go back and source, I put, I'm the one who drew it. You drew it? Yeah. You drew it? <laughs> are you kidding me? <laughs> are you kidding me? I can me? show you the Tumblr post. You drew it? It's the I saw it retumbled <laughs> by someone else. You drew that? It is by far the most popular thing <laughs> I've ever drawn on the internet. Yes, I've made a perfect thing. Go out in the world. 
no, please send me that high-res PSD. <laughs> I'm decorating my side of the office, and I'm totally you know gonna get a part of that. You know the foley in your hallway? It's the one that's a sexy lady. And the other now can just be Tina just going to put the butts. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, if you don't like Bob's Burgers, this last five minutes is completely just nonsensical to you. Oh my god. question there's a debate online if all women could be suddenly given a penis would you accept it i saw this is an actual debate raging online define given a penis have i gone off about fuda on the podcast before okay let me let me me. do you mean like if i could just magically have a penis yeah you would still actually have all your lady junk I would also have... You would just, essentially, instead of having pubic hair, you would also just have a penis. Not even balls, but just a penis. Of whatever size or whatever you wanted, but just also just there on top of everything else. Everything else about you would be entirely the same. Only if I could not have the penis on a whim as well. Would I like to selectively have Oh, you going to bring it back? Okay. I actually had a dream the other day that, um, it was a really convoluted dream, but at the end of it... Um, I was really bummed out, and so I grabbed a pencil and I went into the bathroom, and I started to make myself feel better. I started giving myself a mustache with this pencil, and you know, blending in all the graphite and everything like that. Yeah. I'm like, okay, that looks it's ridiculous. Actually, just even a normal pencil. Yeah, too. just a yeah. normal standard pencil. It's <laughs> a very cartoon pe- dream. And then I'm like, okay, that looks ridiculous. Let's keep going. And I give myself a full beard and I blend it all in. And then I'm like, well, it needs a little texture, so I take the pencil and I start hatching hair. And with every hatch, actual hair sprung out of my face wow and i kept going and then i had this full lush beard i'm like this is amazing (laughs) and when i finished my full beard i also had a cock and i was like hey how about that and then out of curiosity i flipped the pencil over and i started erasing my beard and it goes away as i erase it with a pencil and then when it was fully erased my cock was gone. Were you? But you weren't turned into a man. You were just an animal, no, and you was with a penis and a beard. beard. Yeah. yeah. And I was so excited. I went to go tell Foley about it, and she was asleep. Didn't wake up. <laughs> even in your dream. In my dream. <laughs> and I went to sleep. Wait, did you even? Act, did you do anything with your penis? No. Or you were just like kind of looked at. Oh, well, I, I was have a penis so now. delighted that. Because you would think, as a lady, unless you've had many dreams where you've had a penis before, no, you think after yeah, a moment you'd that. be like, I'm gonna do something with it. <laughs> Well, frankly, in my dream, I was trying to wake up fully so one or the other of us could do something with yeah, it. Yeah, exactly, but yeah. But she was asleep, so I was like, well... <laughs> no, but yeah, I saw this debate. What? Well, I've gone off about... There's people online who love Fuda. It's women, well, specifically women. They still have vaginas and everything. They yeah. just have a big, fat dick. Not necessarily even balls or anything like that, but mm-hmm. just... 
there seems to be some debate as to whether or not uh, it would be uh, hotter if their women's clits turn into penises or if they just get an extra penis just on top of everything else. I would be more interested. I saw this debate online. It was like on fucking Reddit or something like that where they were talking about, okay, well, they were like, because they were talking about the real, real life ramifications. If, if, if women everywhere just woke up with a penis tomorrow, whether or not that, whether or not they would want that. And it was just, and of course it was nothing but a bunch of guys talking about this. Let me put it this way. <clears throat> I would be interested if I had the ability to do so, to be able to turn into a man and then turn back into a woman. Would I want to be a woman with the dick? So the, so the Bioshock Infinite thing where you turn into your male self. Yes. Oh, okay, yeah. So you just don't want to be any money all the time with just an extra piece. I don't know if I would... I mean... It's nice. You wouldn't have to pee sitting down anymore. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't have to pee sitting down. Masturbation would be a lot more straightforward. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, exactly. It'd be... Man, you, you could know, masturbate in like fucking 10 seconds really flat. That'd be nice. Yeah. You know? But no, yeah, I don't know. I made the mistake of asking Dylan about this yesterday and she almost punched me in the face. She's not the person to <laughs> ask that question. I was just no. like, well, you know, you know. If I could turn... Especially if I being ability, a lesbian. If I had ability to turn into uh, uh, Matt Maloney, which would have been my name. I would have been Matthew Maloney. Yeah. If I could turn into Matthew Maloney and back. If Here's a more interesting choice. If you could go back in time and make yourself male, just like whatever changed the course of history, you would still be the same personality and stuff, even the same opportunity to meet the same people you've met in your life. But for some reason, you're just male. Growing up, I had because one thing that else got me like got me thinking about this was there's a scene in oranges and new black where the female administrator of the jail she's talking to the transvestite lady mm -hmm. and she says why yeah. would you give up being a man it's yeah. like you're winning the lottery and you just throw it away yeah and that's yeah. kind of one of the things that got me thinking about like this like the and uh, i don't know yeah it's growing up I have never wanted to transition or anything like that. I've never had those thoughts. Yeah. But growing up, women did not, in a lot of ways, exist for me. Mm -hmm. um, like, all of my characters were male. I mean, up until the very recent past. If I come up with a character or a scenario or anything like that, there are men involved. Yeah, I've noticed. Even for, like, the decade I've known you, most of your stories and stuff, it's yeah, usually, like, Yeah, it's about know, yeah. men. And I had to very consciously try to correct that like when i play video games i always play a male character and i think it's like it so comes... you lived in a very male normative life yeah i mean yeah. when you think about it like the sort of media i consume <laughs> i like adventure stories and westerns and knights and detectives and all those things is all men yeah i grew up catholic which where women are barely relevant i grew up in the military like being a woman was being less than yeah i've been thinking about this a lot lately so i never really thought about women or, like, at all. Like, really. And um, women characters... I was talking about this with a friend the other day. When I had women characters in my stories, they were just there to really be a uh, love interest or some sort of plot accessory. Mm -hmm. And they were kind of alien and unknowable or aloof. Because yeah. I just couldn't identify with them <clears throat> the way that I can identify with men. Yeah. And I, when I was growing up, I remember wanting to be a guy... But it wasn't, like, in a self-loathing way, or I hate who I am, or I hate what I am. See, that's, because, uh, like, I, I can understand that happening, because as guys, you're not going to think, well, it wouldn't be so much greater to be a woman or anything yeah. like that. I but I can see be... as maybe as a lot, it would be, be just, I, I wanted to be a priest. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be a soldier. And those things didn't seem to be options. Like, even things like, if I went to a Renaissance festival, I wanted to be a knight. 
but you know, like shit like that. You know, it always seemed like there was nothing about being a woman that was special. Uh, I don't want to have a baby. So -hmm. what the fuck? I don't care. So yeah, it's complicated. I don't, I like being a woman and now as an adult, I wouldn't. Well, yeah, this isn't a question to ask you, like, do you loathe being a woman? Would you like, would you, do you regret being a woman? But yeah, I think it's, it's an interesting question to think if you go back and change things. I would not. Like like I said, you would still have the same relationship with your parents and everything. It's not like you would suddenly be all like, you know, know. you wouldn't probably be dating fully right now, but. I don't know about that. Not dating. You guys, you guys are doing a little bit more than dating. No, I would. <laughs> kind I of would, bought a house and got married to Foley, but yeah. You, you know what I mean, yeah. Uh, this is the world's weirdest geek week in review. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like, I, you know. This is the other, yeah, this is the other thing I did this week. Other than just like reading, other than uh, Star Trek Generations was weird. I, reading about weird uh, gender shit on I would want to be able to be a man, but go back to being a woman. Okay. I would never want to just make the one... But like, being animal only with a penis is just a little too. Not, you know. It's not. It's, uh, I mean, there's only one context in which that would be interesting, <laughs> and everything else would well, be. Well, no, because it functionally would be kind of like, hey, what's up? How you? What if you could have just the animal? Bill, let me put it this way. I am animal with a penis whenever I want to be. Uh, that's true. So, oh, I see. Know. I never imagined you being the penis ever. We're mutual. Okay. I just. Okay. We're very mutual. I just assumed you were always the lady. You're always in the very in the, mutual. I, I always assumed you were the cowgirl. Let's put it that way. Very mutual. Oh, very interesting. Yeah. Okay. It's the best part of being a woman, dude. Um, I would gladly get rid of my penis. <laughs> yeah. I'm not using it for anything. Well, how often do you send? Do you just want to trade? You just want to Like it just seems all complicated. Also, a very specific concepts think, of what genitalia would. You would think look like. that's the other thing. Yeah, like. Well, assuming this, you wouldn't even have balls. You would just have the penis. And that would, yeah, actually, that would be the best thing. Fully always says... Because balls, you do sit on your balls Fully always so. says that balls should be like a military high, uh, haircut high and tight. <laughs> <laughs> that is one of the cruelest tricks that, that God ever played on men, is the fact that they give us narrow narrow hips. I wouldn't know, because I've got wide, voluptuous lady hips. But, like, narrow hips, but balls that are supposed to fit between the legs. It was kind of like, fuck you guys. <laughs> so they're just always getting the way and shit like that. I still how ladies sit on their vaginas you you talk what this is one of the first conversations see i ever would love had. i will i will give you my penis no if you let me nope. borrow your vagina nope. for just nope. a, a nope. day i promise nope. i won't stretch out or anything nope. too much because i just want to sit down and say if, the, if it's wet is nope. there suction nope no nope. if i go swimming does the okay. water come out hey everybody it's time for the geek week in review all the goodwill that we had earned <laughs> From Bill, discovering Bill Drew, that amazing but this Hannibal is the whole, I love the idea. So one of the people talking about this online were like, what if we what if we let women have a vote? They, they're talking about, like, if we just let it the women What if we let women argument, vote to have a vote? It was almost like a very 1776 thing where you can't just let, women, like, individual women select if they have a penis. They have to all select for themselves. There's it's a good. vote. Either you all get a penis or you don't get a penis. And, and like, so they, like, it's, it was the weirdest fucking thing. And I'm like, you guys, shine on, you dear angels. You guys are out of your fucking minds. It's but, time for the Geek Week interview. But, but this is the other thing I don't understand is guys, like, who claim to be heterosexual, like, oh, yeah, my favorite thing is a lady with a penis. Well, it's because dudes... I, I hate to say claim, because it makes it sound like, oh, you're big. No, you're not being the heterosexual male as a. I But it's an interesting... A, everybody's got their something. Oh, yeah. B... We like dudes are like wieners. Dudes are like dude. Be, wieners See, are kind of somebody who I just think gr- dicks are just not. I don't hate dicks, but I'm just like man. Dicks are kind of one of the most, most grotesque dudes, parts of the human well, body. True, yeah. But most dudes I've known have intense wiener fixations. Really? Yeah. Well, if you have a wiener, I guess maybe yeah. you're just kind of always looking out for other wieners. <laughs> 
like I would I like to you know interact with weed. Put it in my mouth. But it's like a lot of weeder fixation. I'm just saying, if you have a penis, like it just seems weird to me because frankly, with the vagina, there you're, there's only so many ways you can lose the vagina lottery. You know, it's like you could you know. That's true. You pretty much it is what it is. Yeah. Like, unless you've got like with, really crazy huge weeder, labia or something it's like, like that. There's a lot of ways that can go right or wrong. It's also with balls, and it's like it'd be weird because like that that that's what seems weird to me. It's like <laughs> being a woman. I can't even think of a comparison. It's like if you're a woman with weird little tiny nubby titties and you're obsessed with big titties. It's like how does that? Isn't that weird? I've never met a woman like that. You know. I, I can't think of a comparison. It's like women will think they're ugly and then like be jealous of beautiful women. Yeah. But that's different from I'm a dude with the dong that I have and that's it for the rest of my life and I want to look at other dongs. That's got to be weird. Yeah. I and I can't fathom that either. I'm just kind of like yeah, because I just have my penis. I'm just like it's my penis, but yeah. it's like yeah, it's it's weird. See, that's why I, I guess boobs various... would would be the closest. But that's yeah, and I can't really think of. You know, that's, but women, women's relationship with breasts are very different from men's relationship with dicks. Because, very well, different. well, yeah, dick that's... is such a kind of, it's like your source of power in of like the weirdest shitty way. Well, it's kind of an yeah. aggro thing. It's kind of a positive thing. Bigger penis. It's always good with like, 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 like a small, well, I think if you have a small penis, you're, you're seen as lacking as a man. Yeah. Whereas if you have small tits, you're seen as la- la- lacking By as a woman. By the way, that was Bill's email dinging. I'm just uh, gonna throw true. that out there. But no, but it's, it is kind of like the power dynamics are a little bit weirder and like, yeah. I mean, if your bibs are, there's no such thing as a too, a dick that's too big. That's not true. Really? From a lady's perspective? Yeah. What? And also from a dude's perspective. Oh, from a dude's perspective? No! Dude, if you, no. Have you never seen the, the documentary have, about the dude with the 13 inch I would inch rather have big ass tits no. as a man. Too big anything a giant is, penis. is a what problem. What if it's like a tin can? Like a, like, soda can? No. Well, if it's, if it's as big as a soda, I guess, well, then again, soda can, I'm not gonna I say I guess, that. well. Hey, everybody, I'm gonna officially stop well, this conversation. I was conversation. about to say, unless it's bigger I'm officially than, gonna stop this unless conversation. Unless it's bigger than a bowling ball. I don't wanna like have this conversation can't. with you anymore. I do not. <laughs> when, we're, when we're approaching the subject of Annie's, uh, uh, uh. No, stop it. I don't want to have this conversation with you Your anymore. Your hair looks nice. Thanks, Bill. <laughs> Actually, Thanks. that nice. Did you get a style? I know you got I cut washed again. it. <laughs> hey, hey, everybody. I'm just saying for the Jenna geek Taylor. interview. Yeah, it's a weird, weird and, thing. Oh. Ah. Anyway, yeah. How you doing? Hey, everybody. It's time for the Geek Week <laughs> review. Um, Bill notes, the new doctor is your butt. The end. That's yeah, no, joke. literally five minutes before we started recording, it was announced that Peter Capaldi, the star of In the Loop, and in the thick of it, I can't remember which one's the TV show and which one was the movie. Uh, he in played the loop this character was the TV show in it? the loop. Yeah, had you ever seen that before? I'd seen. I know of I've it. seen. I've seen. I'd seen some episodes. It's a political drama about uh, England, and uh, this dude plays a guy who just swears at all a bunch of people. He's an older guy, which is kind of nice. He's not a lady. It sucks because I watched the actual. They had a half hour special on the BBC to announce the Twelfth Doctor. And uh, they brought out uh, Stephen Moffat, the guy who's in charge of Doctor Who right now, and he was all like, "Oh, you never know, could be a woman." And he's talking about, "Oh yeah, I'd love to be, I'd love to have Helen Mirren as the Doctor," which is funny. Like, I'm glad to see even Stephen Moffat's on board with that. But then he's like, "But we didn't do that because I'm a dickhead. Here's another white guy." But at least it's an older guy again. At least, and he's not necessarily attractive or kind of 
cute, and he's known for swearing and being a total asshole. Yeah. That's an interesting choice for the doctor. He's, he's old, like, back to old, cranky old man. Yeah. Not even back to old, because, you know, like, no doctor before was known just for swearing. At, this is the last person to cast to be the lead of a children's show. Let's put it that way. It's very interesting. Well, he is an actor. He's <laughs> an actor. I know, it's not like it's, it's not like all this a documentary. But at the same time, his personality, even like yeah. I've seen him yeah. uh, outside of that show, he's just yeah. kind of like, kind of like that character. He's just kind of like a gruff old Scot Scotsman. For one brief shining moment, I was almost interested in Doctor Who again, like kind of, and they, no. Well, like his new companion is still Claire and she's all kind of precious and stuff. Like the show has become so twee. I wonder how he's going to fit into that. Because yeah. like, I don't see, I mean, who knows? I mean, Matt Smith, he seemed like a schmuck until he actually started playing the doctor and he actually turned out to be a good doctor. Yeah. Yeah. Even though in real life he seems kind of be like a weird, just not a bad guy, but kind of like just a little, a weird English hipster. It seems like he should be in like an emo band. <laughs> As opposed to playing Doctor Who. So who knows what this guy's actually going to be like. He's going to have some kind of ridiculous costume. I said on Twitter he's going to be dressed like Dracula. Bill that would be his costume. loves Dracula. But this is not going to bring you back to the Doctor Who fold? No, I mean, I'll watch out of curiosity. It's not like you were that much of a big of a fan anyway. You I only liked... watched, like, what, like a season or two? Yeah. Yeah. I liked the dynamic between um, uh, Matt Smith and um, Amy Pond. I thought that was interesting. Matt Smith's first season was actually pretty good. Yeah, and then I but just... But then the whole River that, Song that, stuff that, in the that, next that, season, yeah. it just, like... If, if it's any consolation, most fans are not very happy with how Doctor Who is going these days. So it's I mean, not just you. So I skipped that whole second season where, 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 the, uh, where Rory and, and Amy left. I skipped all that. And I did watch a little bit where Clara showed up. Because we saw the Christmas special. I'm like, oh, Clara seems yeah, kind of yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. And now nah, I just lost She's a little twee, yeah. It's interesting because they still have to ma wrap up Matt Smith's whole story in one episode at the end of the year at the yep. Christmas special. And, like, it's still, even from the first episode he showed up. They set up this whole thing about how the silence will yeah. fall and the silence, but then the silence blows up the TARDIS and then they end up destroying the universe, but then they want to, they want to kill the doctor because if he says his name out loud, that will destroy the universe. And there's all this stuff that doesn't make any sense that they've been stringing along and it doesn't seem like it's something you'd be easily, you could easily wrap up in one last episode. And mm. I don't know. That's just kind of. You even look on your face right now. You just like I'm so like what, what small amount of interest I had in Doctor Who has been burnt. Annie out. was more enthusiastic about talking about whether or not she could have a penis than she was talking <laughs> about Doctor Who right now. So yeah, the video game Gone Home comes out August fifteenth for twenty dollars. Incorrectly, Bill wrote Go Gnome. It was very <laughs> funny. That's funny because Gone Home. If you, it's you very spell it funny. Ways. Yeah. We've talked about Gone Home on the podcast before, and I will tell you right now, dear listeners, I will give away a copy of Gone Home the week it comes out. Are you just, you, it's not like you got a free ticket or anything like that. No, You're just gonna I'm, buy a copy. I'll buy a copy. Yeah. yeah. Um, Do we have to have a contest? Do we have to? Oh, ladies have to write it and tell us whether or not they want a penis. <laughs> and whoever writes the best essay. Uh, so yeah, friends, if you're home. interested in getting, uh, throwing your hat in for a copy of Gone Home, just send an email using the contact form on our website and, uh, the week it comes out, we'll pull a Do a little drawing or something like that? Yeah. yeah. Um, so it is a first person game where you're playing as a woman, right? Imagine Dear Esther, only whereas Dear Esther, I'll politely say, was a poem. Gone Home is actual narrative. Uh, people are already calling this uh, Riot Girl Mist. <laughs> That's not incorrect. In Gone Home, yes, you play an older sister who's been away um, on uh, as an exchange student for the past six months. You come home to find that your uh, little sister has left. And by exploring the environment and um, interacting with 
you know, notes and and media in the house, you realize the story of what happened to your family. In yeah, the time there's no combat, gone. no puzzles. It's just storytelling no. through environment. Yeah, yeah. pure environmental storytelling. It's I great. I saw fucking uh, Hey Ash, what you playing was playing it. Yeah. I'm like, Rrr. well, they're doing hardcore beta testing right now. Bless them. They are in hardcore crunch mode. I think they have a content lock tomorrow. So they're really plowing away at this right now. But anyway, it should oh, be so a lot of fun. Also, tomorrow, so I still have time to write in. Like, if you guys want it, like, when she goes to the bathroom and she looks at it, could there be a penis? I could I could email them tonight. God. On behalf of 4chan and Reddit. They want this. The, uh, hey, everybody, this has been the Boy Howdy Podcast. This is the last <laughs> episode. I regret everything I've ever done over the last 90 episodes of the so show. So this comes out, what, the 15th? The which 20th. Is the 20th. Yeah. Uh, which is uh, Tuesday. They're, what, they're going to head-to-head against, like, Retail releases. Anyway, no, gone home. These, yeah, this is the bucks. team that did uh, Minerva's Den for Bioshock is this the whole Infinite. Team or is or it just the or... Well, Steve Gaynor was the um, the uh, basically the creative director for Minerva's Den. Oh, okay. They all worked at Irrational on various and sundry projects, but they worked which together is, on, on. Which is Minerva's funny because, like, as, as considering the lukewarm reception to everything uh, to Bioshock Infinite, it almost seems like Minerva's Den is the best slice of Bioshock out there. Pretty much, actually. Yeah, it's and really it's the great. one that Ken Levine had nothing to do with it's well what's interesting is that what one of the reasons why minerva's den is so compelling is that they it, ditch a lot of the basic tenets of, of yeah. bioshock in what, that, like in terms of like combat well stuff? the morality is stuff i just i need to play this before window. we switch over consoles like, it's like yeah it's really worth playing i really highly recommend minerva's if den. we were to ever drop a list of must play things on yeah. this console generation before you you know take your xbox Which we actually PlayStation should 3. Do. Yeah, yeah that should be an episode we can do that this oct i'm sure this this october Right before all the new consoles come out, it's that whole month is going to be us like, what was your favorite Xbox <laughs> game? What was your favorite gaming moment of this generation? Yeah, yeah. What was the, what, who was, how many people did you push off the mountains in Skyrim? Anyway, I'm very biased towards Gone Home because I know the development team and yeah. I love them as people. But I just love the idea regardless, even if you didn't yeah. know these people or anything like I've that. I, I appreciate what they're the trying game. to do. Yeah. I've played, excuse me, I played the first part of the game. And it is compelling as fuck. If you are a fan of narrative in games and environmental storytelling, highly recommended. Okay. Highly How recommended. How long is the game? Do you know? Probably about three to five hours. Okay, it's that makes short, sense. Yeah. Short game. Yeah. But it's going to be great. I'm really chuffed about it. So, yeah, if you're interested in getting a free copy, yeah, that's use up for Contact everything, right? Form, Isn't it like Windows, Mac? Windows, Mac, and Linux. Linux. If you that's have crazy. a computer, it will play it. Uh, that's a, I will buy it just because it's a fucking game that's coming out for the Mac and on launch day at the same time as everything yeah, else. That's one of that the beautiful things about Unity. Unity is pretty much in everything. Unity! So, uh, yeah, send an email using the contact form on our website, and on the week of the 20th, we will draw a winner. Uh, I will be giving out a free Wii, you. <laughs> With an inch of dust on it. <laughs> uh, just email BillMudron at BoyHowDoYouPodcast.com just saying, where's my penis? <laughs> uh, what else? Holy fuck, says Bill. The new Here comes a Dracula joke, everybody. Get ready. <laughs> Holy fuck, the new Bioshock Infinite DLC, your dada was a Dracula. Let's you pay us a dada who was a Dracula. This is Bill's joke. <gasps> oh, speaking of Bioshock. <laughs> yeah, so Bioshock Infinite DLC oh. was announced this week. Uh, they actually released a horde mode, and they announced the next two pieces of DLC, which are going to be narrative-based, Burial at Sea, which is fascinating. It's going to be a uh, detective story. Spoilers Sp- for Bioshock Infinite a little bit. Yeah, a little but bit. it's actually set in Rapture before the fall of Rapture. Um, it seems that a Booker DeWitt is there as a detective, and Elizabeth is also there in some sort of weird context. Being a saucy seductress. 
looking to super femme fatale her to her father. father. <laughs> yeah. Spoilers, by the way. I for really think I turned but at the end I'm like, fuck uh, that. I didn't mean to tell you something. Uh, <laughs> You're well. about to pull a real Luke Skywalker moment here. Um, anyway, yeah, no, I'm really pumped about that. But they also teased another bit of DLC in which you will be able to another? be playable Elizabeth. Well, that's going to be the second half of Burial at Sea. Oh, they implied there was going to be a third third DLC thing. No, from what horrible. I heard, uh, Burial... It sounds like this is going to be it as far as the uh, Bioshock Infinite DLC is that you're going to have this horde mode that actually came out the day they announced it. And then you're going to have Burial C that will be cut in two separate parts. Uh, released oh, in two different times. Why and I the first half... Yeah. This is what... I, I mean, I could be wrong, but this is what I read in several different places. Yeah. Is that the first part is... Yeah, you're playing as Booker DeWitt and the second part you're playing as... Okay. Uh, yeah, I'd heard Elizabeth. that the third DLC you were playable with. I mean, you might be true. Maybe, like, who knows? I may but, be conflating. Um, it'd be a shame if that's all they do because the nature of the Bioshock Infinite World is they can tell all sorts of different it's stories. It's so weird, too, that they, like, instead of, like, Rapture... Or, no, instead of uh, Columbia, they're just like, ah, fuck it, we're, we're going back to Rapture. Yeah. I mean, the, the ending of Bioshock Infinite opens up the idea that they can go anywhere. I mean, yeah, like... anytime. Um, it, Which is sad, because you, just... you can tell infinite stories. No no pun intended. Yeah. And it's just, like, I, I, it'd be a shame if they only do this. I mean, granted, the nature of this generation I would like to see cycle... at least one thing set in, 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 in Columbia that's not yeah. a horror movie. Well, you know what I was hoping? Um, one of the diaries you find throughout the game is about this woman who was a soldier... Um, she was part of What's His Butt's army, who uh, the crazy soldier guy. Mm-hmm. And oh, the she, guy! Yeah, yeah, yeah. She winds up joining the Vox Populi, mm-hmm. and you find all these diaries. Well, there's room for all kinds of great stories like yeah, that. Yeah, I was really hoping they were leading towards. And especially with the story of Bioshock Infinite, like when you're actually in Columbia, being so kind of thin. Mm-hmm. But like, there's interesting yeah. political things happening and stuff yeah, like that, and it's, it's all it's such a weird moment in time. Yeah. That like yeah you can do all kinds of crazy stories. It's funny they just went back. Oh, you Rapture. I mean, it's great that you're going back to see Rapture. You're you're going back to the night that Rapture fell. Which, yeah. I mean, that's a big part of Bioshock lore. Mm-hmm. But it's funny that it's going. <laughs> this is just, almost seems like this is the DLC that uh, Ken Levine would have put together for the first game if yeah. he had the option to put together DLC. But like having the characters from from Infinite go back to the first game. Yeah. That was a kind of and yeah, you, get, you get to have sexy 1950s. Oh man. Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Yeah. Elizabeth. With the hair and everything like that. Yeah. Woof. Woof. But uh, yeah, unfortunate that the, the first bit DLC had to be just kind of like a very generic kind of well, board mode. To be fair, if you're gonna put out DLC, no, but it sounds like that that would that, that's, that's the what easy they had the team working on while they're working on this more interesting. Well, it gives they just had to have something out sooner than later. It gives and it also gives about, the creative team time to actually figure out what they're gonna. Yeah, do it's, it's 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 easier to put a put together a horde mode than it is to yeah. put together a story based blah blah blah. No, I'm not. That's t- how I'm dishonored not was. I'm not, I'm not saying it's bad. I understand why it exists. I mean, that's but, how I'm trying to think of like Mass Effect. Especially for a game that already was already kind of from a story perspective already kind of um, wonky and could could use some fleshing out and for the first thing just to be horde mode and like no one played bioshock infinite for the combat everyone yeah. is especially that was the weakest part of that game everyone agrees the weakest part of bioshock infinite was the combat and for the first chunk of dlc just to be a big combat mode it's just yeah. kind of like yeah it's not terrible but yeah. yeah i got the season pass when the game came out but oh you, not, do, you do have it yeah i'm not gonna well, did you see, I'm not but, did you see that like the rewards for beating con- like uh hitting certain uh, uh, milestones in horde mode is getting like checking out like behind the scenes making up stuff yeah. like, supposedly like the, like voxophones or whatever open up yeah. that, like, or vitaphone or whatever the video things were yeah. like lets you uh, get to see audition footage of you know oh man Larry and Tammy. <laughs> Larry and Tammy. Oh, I saw someone online was complaining about he had unlocked like their audition footage but uh-huh. like the popping and the crackling it's, it's funny because in the original 
in the game when you see these video things, you just hear a little clipping music and popping yeah. and cracking. Yeah. And in this one, they actually have sound because it's supposed to be behind-the-scenes footage. But the sound is so tinny and dim that you almost, like, even though it's audition footage, you want to see what this is. It's so, like, you can barely see or hear anything because yeah. they dumbed it down to look like it was, like, silent film oh, footage from, like, 1910. Oh, that's dumb. But it's a little... So, yeah. speaking of Jerry... Uh, they announced oh that my God. Jerry from, I, a.k.a. Troy Baker. Um, oh, they were talking about Parks and Recreation, Jerry. No, no. <laughs> He's going to be the star Baker, of the last bit of Bioshock. Did we talk about this on the podcast? What? Were we offline? We're, we're talking about, the, uh, there is a, um, a AMA with uh, Neil Druckmann and another creative director from Naughty Dog no. um, on Reddit this week. I have not read it, but the highlights from it were that there's they're going to have a PAX panel yeah, we at PAX Prime yeah. uh, where Troy Baker is going to sing in character as Joel and Annie is going to have a really hard time. And, but more to the point, they also talked a little bit about the DLC that's coming out for the last of us. They did not say any details, but they said they're going to be, it's going to be about characters in the game and fleshing out their, uh, those characters. So here's my two rational hopes. Uh, excuse me. I have a lot of rational hopes. One, the sewer um, people. Yeah, I was going to, well, I think that's pretty solid ish. And what's her name? Susan. Mm-hmm. That's spoilers. some of the best spoilers. For well, the last no, I'm just going to say, no, one of the, like, yeah, le, the, there are some really compelling um, environmental storytelling. Some of the best environmental to- storytelling I've seen in a video game around a character named Ish in The Last of Us. Yeah. And uh, he does wind up escaping. You don't know what happens to him. And he escapes with another character. And uh, I'm re- I really hope that they, they explore that. Also, it'd yeah, be this nice is a character to, you never see. You yeah. just see what you just uh, see the remnants of what happened to him as you're exploring this environment yeah. that he was he used to live in. Yeah, I would like to see them flesh out um, Tommy and Maria. That'd be interesting, is especially Tommy Maria? Maria. Tommy is your brother, Joel's brother. Oh, that's right. And yeah. Maria's his love interest. Okay. Um, when you're messing around with the hunters, you hear them talking about a female firefly who is giving them a lot of trouble. And they build her up actually quite a bit if you listen to these conversations. Oh, okay, yeah. And you find out that they sniped her. Like, you, they kind of build it up almost like this is a character you're going to meet mm-hmm. and she winds up dying. Mm-hmm. So be curious to if that were the DLC. Having said that, that's, that's what I Have they said there's only one chunk of DLC or is there going to be more? They've said there's going to be more than one. Oh, okay, yeah. I think they've implied there's at least two. And, and hopefully it's all story based. This is not narrative. There's going to be there is going to be multiplayer DLC. Oh sure there is, but like when you're way. talking about Last of Us, you're not really worried. Well, it's yet. like Uncharted didn't have any story based DLC. It was all multiplayer DLC. Yeah. So it's nice that they're building. Oh, this Uncharted that was it's so much of an action movie. It's not like yeah. you're really like uh, it, there's no gaps where you're like oh man I really want to see what happened to the boulder that almost crushed Nathan Drake well, in the, the second chapter. The best DLC isn't necessarily yeah. filling in the gap. It's just exploring. Well, but an extent, yeah, yeah. Ex- exploring that world. Irrationally, what I really really want is. Tess and went Tess bef- like the all, like Tess's yeah. backstory. I was talking to somebody and they're like Tess is like oh, right no. now is a Tumblr teen like yeah. really like that's her age and it'd be so it, what I really love is it having <laughs> like so, she really loves Hannibal <laughs> yeah exactly she favorited and retumbled <laughs> her thing Bill with emojis and everything anyway yeah. so I would, what I would really really want would be have DLC that's three points in Tess's life mm-hmm. what happened to her at the fall. Um, what happened to her when she's kind of starting to come into her own after the fall and figure out who she is and then her becoming a competent badass and perhaps meeting Joel. Yeah. Like that would be my perfect DLC because I fucking love Because Tess. you said, uh, said that out loud, Tess. she will be the star of Last of Us Horde mode. It actually fits <laughs> into the story. Um, yeah, it just, it, yeah. Or, or where would you have her be from? Like what would her backstory be? 
Let's get into fan fiction corner right here. I can't have this conversation with you. Really? I feel too strongly about Tess. Yeah. I uh, just finished the Last of Us comic this week, American Dreams. The last issue came out. Really, really good. Really, really liked it. Um, you find out that um, Ellie's switchblade is actually her mama's switchblade. Ooh. That's why she has it. How'd she get it? Um, uh, she meets Marlene, and Marlene's like, I've been watching you and helping you. Oh, and then Marlene's like, yeah. here's your mom's yeah. switchblade. This it's is like, her... here's your dad's lightsaber. Exactly, sort of thing. It was really it was really nicely done, and I really enjoyed it. And Does it... she kill what's-his-face with the switchblade? Because I know she goes nuts on no, the bad guy, Nolan North. No, she's Spoiler not. for last one. <laughs> she um, does not. If you remembered that fight scene as vividly as I do, you'd remember how. Because I know she beats, like, it's savage. There's a machete, but I can't dude. That's what it is. Okay. Don't yeah. you remember she pulls her arm back and there's, like, her. a string of blood? I remember oh, her, like, gruesome. I remember even the shot, but I couldn't remember Brutal. just what weapon it was. Yeah. Machete, dude. Brutal. Anyway, uh, I would really like there to be more Last of Us comics, because that was so good. Have you seen the trailer for Machete? Machete. Machete. Keeps. Taco time, yes. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, anyway. no, no, yeah, Last of Us is an interesting world that you could still... Man, like, I'm not a big fan of zombie stuff these days, or at least, like, where I'm it's, like, either. the whole zombie culture. I mean, I love old zombie movies. I love George Romero and stuff like that, but... Oh! I'm an asshole! That's the other thing I did this week. This week has been so crazy, I couldn't even remember. I played 400 Days, the Walking Dead DLC. I am waiting to play that until the new season comes out. I will play that to whet my appetite, but mm -hmm. I'm specifically holding up, especially because I heard it's only like an hour or two Yeah, long, it's an yeah. hour long. Yeah. Um, it's really good. It's interesting. It doesn't seem like they're is this introducing the characters for the next season, you think? There's no Clementine in it, right? No. That's the one real reason why I didn't jump on it. Because yeah. it's not that I'm going out of my way not to play it. Like, if it doesn't have Clementine in it, fuck that. No, it's just one of those things where right now, unless it, it's involving Clementine... Like, so much of the story of The Walking Dead to me is Clementine's story. And if, if there's, like... Yeah. If they're not setting up the actual people that will be in season two, they're definitely the setting up the place. Okay, yeah, yeah, The yeah. place where it takes where, place. Where does it take place? You'll find out, Bill. It's an hour. It is an hour, Bill. What if I don't? If I, it make me angry. What's nice about it being an hour, though, is that it's the... I like... I love games with choice and everything like that, but like yeah. a game like um, like Mass Effect or something, it's like there's so much going on. Like right now I'm replaying Dragon well, Age so 2. so many moving parts, There's yeah. so many choices to make. I can't remember what choices I made before and if I'll actually have a gen genuinely different experience, and I'm just like, I Does this know. seem to be episodic, though? Is it just like... Is it episode one or something like that? No, is it, or no is it's it a self-contained little it's narrative. It's 400 days, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's, uh, it's about five characters. Not so it's like a little 15 minutes. More like 400 epilogue. seconds, am I right? Everyone's only an hour long. Anyway, uh, it's uh, interesting because it's actually a, something that has multiple options and everything that I will replay because it is just an hour long. Because mm -hmm. I can actually go back and pretty easily see how things would go a little differently. Okay. Yeah. So that's that's compelling. I enjoyed it. It's uh, I I'll don't play, think it like I said, I'll just play like maybe the week before the uh, next season comes out, whenever the hell that happens. There is a scene will, in it though where I was like, man, I really want there to be a game using this sort of narrative-based structure that's just romance. I really do. Visual novels are all so bad, but I love flirting. Love flirting in video games. It makes that's me so happy. Analog, a love story. Ha yeah. Oh, that was the only thing that was announced this week. See? Hate Plus. Yeah. The Hate Plus release. Is that sequel announced. actually out? It's coming out like August 19th, I want to say. Is that going to be available for Max? Yeah. Okay. So did you ever play? I can't remember. Oh, yes, you did. Oh, yeah, we talked yeah, yeah. about it. We had to talk about it. Fuck that computer. <laughs> Analog Hate Story is a good game, yeah. Uh, I can't, what was, so uh, Analog Hate Story was about a, uh, like, a generation ship. Mm -hmm. the, the Earth is fucked up. Humanity starts sending people out to the stars just because no one can live on Earth anymore. 
And Analog A Hate Story was a text adventure about life aboard this uh, ship that's launched from, was it South Korea? Calling it a text adventure is Well, no, no, it's a graphical text. It is, for all intents and purposes, it's a visual novel. But there's graphic elements It's a visual novel. It's not, it's not like playing as orc. No, it's a visual novel. But yeah, it's illustrated, but it's still... It's about a um, really misogynistic patriarchal society. Insanely, like, 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 fascistically. It's really a fascinating game. I highly recommend you... Is is it like a direct sequel to the story of the first one? Yeah. Oh, okay, Yeah. yeah. What's this? What's the new one called? Uh, Hate Plus. What was the titles of this shit? Hate Plus. <laughs> Hate Plus. Anyway, moving on. Video game quarterly sales were announced. The 360 and PS3 tied at 1 million consoles sold apiece between April and June this year, which we only mentioned because the Wii U sold one-tenth of that 160,000 consoles. Technically 1.5 tenth of that, but yeah. Nintendo of that. sold more Wiis than Wii U's in the same time period. They sold more DS games than Wii U games. And by DS games, I mean original, not 3DS, not 3DS. games. DS. DS, which you know, that's just that the DS has only been dead for two or three years now, but still, wow, wow. he's hurting, and everyone's predicting like, oh yeah, all you need to do is bring out this remake of a ten-year-old Zelda game that mm-hmm. no one played before for sixty dollars. That'll mm-hmm. turn the Wii U right around. Here's new Super Mario Brothers, which is already based off a game you could already buy on the 3DS. That's also gonna be sixty dollars. Yeah, that's gonna turn the Wii around. Oh man, Wii U, what are they? I don't know, dude. Because, like, at first, when they first announced oh, the Wii U only sold 160000 in one quarter, that I, that doesn't doesn't mean anything until, yeah, it's still, until you start comparing it to the fact that, yeah, both, uh, yeah, Xbox and PlayStation 3 both sold a million apiece in that same time yeah. period. And just like, shit, damn, that is bad. Like, once you start comparing, yeah, once you start getting contact for that stuff, it's like, fuck, man. <sighs> Yeah. It, uh, supposedly, uh, sales for Animal Crossing weren't quite as crazy as everyone was expecting. Really? Supposedly, it sold, like, I think the 3DS was still the like, highest-selling piece of, like, gaming hardware last month, but it mm-hmm. wasn't quite as much as everyone was expecting, I guess. Hmm. I just thought people were disappointed with that and also the sales figures. Yeah. I think it only sold a bazillion copies, <laughs> not a quadrillion bazillion yeah. copies. I think that's Well, that's interesting. Just from a cultural, it's like, a gaming cultural, like, perspective, it seems like it was a, made a huge and, and, splash. And people are using the fact that, like, the DS, the 3DS is doing so well now as proof that like Nintendo could eventually turn around the Wii U because the 3DS essentially was in the same position two years ago. But the, the, the at least with that they cut the price. Yeah, they started actually releasing games. Yeah. Whereas with the Wii U, it's still expensive, and because it's such a, such an expensive console to put get put together, they've just come out and said we cannot cut the price on this. And also, frankly, the 3DS and... doesn't have a lot of competition. Yeah, like if and you, you want... still have third party games coming out yeah. on this thing too. It's not just Nintendo. Yeah, there's not as many as there used to be because a lot of people are just focusing on, on iOS and tablet stuff these days. Yeah, but still, at least there's other stuff coming out. Yeah, but where's the Wii U? It's just like, man, it really is just Nintendo Oof. games, and and because they're not used to making HD games, all the development is lacking super far behind. That's why Pikmin's coming out this weekend as opposed to like at launch when it was supposed to like like yeah. a year ago, and oof. Titty balls. Yeah. Titty balls indeed, Bill. Anyway. Xbox Live will now divide players between assholes and good guys when matchmaking people for multiplayer games on Xbox One with a new automated reputation system. How can a reputation system be automated? That's They haven't ex- uh, explained exactly how this is going to work, but 
Again, this is part of their PR campaign to make everyone like go, oh, maybe the Xbox One isn't a total Man, I'm just, I'm just not getting one. Uh, you There's know what? No I realized I have a gold Xbox Live subscription that I haven't done anything with in a year. Yeah. I haven't played any online multiplayer no. or anything. I, that is $60 I just flushed down the toilet. Yep. And I don't see anything coming out on the X, on, for the Xbox One anytime soon that I want Bill, to play Bill, don't you it. want a free copy of Modern Warfare? Oh, I forgot about that. Oh, I can get free <laughs> Candy Crush, whatever the hell Xbox Live <laughs> game is. No, but uh, yeah, so they're just they, they yeah they, well this is kind of Microsoft's thing lately anyway is we're not gonna explain how this magical thing is gonna work but trust us it's gonna be totally awesome just wait till launch but yeah they're just saying on Xbox One somehow there's gonna be a reputation system mm. that will always like depending on what this reputation is whether it, like yeah I don't know if it's automated like I'm assuming some you'd have to get be getting some feedback from some people well, I was gonna say because be, they currently have a prefer or like which has avoid. never done anything yeah, and, and, you, and you can report people yeah. for like for, for for infringing stuff when you're playing and things like that but that's never done anything yeah and so I wonder if they may be just keeping that but maybe whatever system they're ha- they're, they're gonna have robust. yeah maybe this time will actually work when it in terms of like I don't want to play with assholes yeah but yeah I just love the idea that they're they're they're, they're threatening to make it so that if you act like an asshole you're going i think they specifically said you're going to be in the jerk ghetto nice which um, god knows it probably won't work but at least they're at least feigning interest in trying to make something like this happen yeah, which, yeah fucking, ah one of the worst Video things games. it's nice to see them at least addressing one of the worst issues about yeah not even the xbox but any kind of online experience with yeah. games it's just like it's, other it's, people yes other yeah, I know, <laughs> yeah unfortunately but yeah the office and the west wing are leaving parks and recreation in february yeah why'd you do this i you're me? i thought you Personally? were charged. i thought you were part of like the parks and recreation family. dude if if it were me ann perkins would never leave to be fair ann perkins has never had anything to do on parks and ann perkins let's get married ann perkins the only reason why ann perkins oh, is know, there is to have a relationship and leave yeah. I mean, it makes sense. And the whole point of um, Chris Traeger's story arc is that he's lost and needs something. They both are well, lost Well, they already started something. making motions towards them getting back together yeah. towards the end of the last season. They, so this is a total shock. Those but. characters have nowhere to go but away. So has Ann Perkins. She really hasn't had anything to do on the show for a she's while. She's not. She's only there to be Leslie Nope's friend. And that is such a beautiful and wonderful that's relationship. That that's what me. breaks my heart. But that's all she is. I love Ann Perkins as a character, don't get me wrong. But she's kind of like Bandana. Well, just because they're they're a great couple. Yeah. They, if, if she doesn't have a character to play, that doesn't, that's, that doesn't justify the character yeah. being there. Exactly. Just, just having Leslie lust after her. <laughs> friend lust. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I do like. Just a, like a female best friendship that's yeah. not like catty or weird or like yeah like is, it was that is the a best charged... relationship on TV yeah and it's not like they went out of their way like it's not like they were like oh yeah we're gonna make this we're gonna make a political statement by having two women be friends together yeah it's just that they're natural friends and they're both actresses are really awesome together yeah and... they have such good chemistry yeah and perfect <sighs> I do uh oh yes says Bill Rockstar renewed the bully trademark. That's all they know. That's just the news. Well, came we down. know that Bully Two is going to happen because the uh, our, the musician from the first game said he was working. Was on. that like three years? That ago? That was two years ago. Yeah, yeah. but these Great, games it takes a long, take time a long fucking time. Rockstar games do not come out overnight, my friends. Um, I'm hearing rumors that Bully Two is going to be the launch title for when Nintendo scraps the Wii U <laughs> and just kind of starts selling it for a, for for fifty dollars as the Nintendo Fun Box. <laughs> Uh, next year um but yeah no bully too what would you have that be high school would it be the same characters i'm assuming it would be like grand theft auto would be still another 
scholastic environment, but it wouldn't. Maybe it might be college. I mean, not the same characters, but like, what would I you mean, want it to Bullworth be? Bullworth is what bullies. I see. I don't know. Bully was such a self-contained little game. It's hard for me to imagine. It'd be like saying, "What's the Red Dead sequel gonna be like?" It's like it's such. Well, that's all. You know what the Red Dead sequel is? It's the fucking Unforgiven. So they already made a movie out of it. Congratulations. There you go. So, but like, Bully. I mean, obviously the gameplay elements. The sequel to Bully is Rushmore. There you go, Phil. Have you seen Rushmore? Movies. Yes, Phil. I know how much you love Rushmore. Rushmore. Can I? I'm gonna be talking about that Blu-ray all next weekend. That bully, bully too. I don't know. Yeah, bully is such a self-contained little thing, and the story was so self-contained. Like I said, the game—it's just it's a bunch bully, of mini games. Bully two is just going to be a soundtrack. I just—I would buy that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, no, the—I uh, just replayed Bully not too long ago, and it is just a collection of mini games. I've That's never played. I watched you play through the whole thing. I watched Joshin play the whole through the whole thing. I know you can buy it like it's on Xbox game. On Xbox. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. There's no reason not to play it, but. But yeah, it's yeah. uh, it's a fun little game, but it is just you could make an iOS Bully two, and we wouldn't really lose a whole lot. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. It's just. I don't know. They don't need to tell any more story of that. It kind of was what it was. Yeah. Oh, I'm assuming that's why it's taken them so long to come out with a sequel because, yeah, it's, it's what do you make it about? Yeah. I mean, it was that's a launch. That's not just regurgitating the first game. It was game. a launch title for the Xbox 360. Was it? Well, well it came out on the Xbox. It was just like yeah, an upgrade. It was like Gun. Port. Yeah. It was just a. Oh, man. That's how long that it's old? been. Yeah. That's Jesus. why it's really wonky to play now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Pacific Rim is making a shit ton of money in China right now, so people are wondering if there may not be a sequel after all. Fitting which so much of the film takes place over there. Yeah, it's it's it's. There's no specific anything from Warner Brothers about a sequel or anything like that. But just yeah, it's a, with the growing with Hollywood catering more to Chinese audiences these yeah. days. They might just like greenlit like a, a cheaper sequel. I would assume if it's going to be cheaper, it may not be Guillermo del Toro. They'll get the Sharknado guys to do it. <laughs> there we go. But it might justify them doing some other kind of like Pacific Rim related thing over yeah. there. But I don't care because they can't ever get to some of so why would I be interested? Spoilers for Pacific Rim! <laughs> <laughs> what if they take him and find his remains and just turn that into a big sexy Jaeger? Oh, there we go. Or a kaiju. What if the kaiju like take him and That's clone him? That's piloted by Daniel Craig. <laughs> And Rachel Weiss. <laughs> I just wanted to be about the Russians. I love the fucking Russians so much. Did you see the picture I posted to Twitter? Oh, they're oh, waiting for Yeah, it was really cute. They have little babies. My favorite Pacific Rim fan art is a picture of two, the two of them in downtime playing poker, strip poker, and the dude is just down to his boxer. Oh, yeah? And she's fully dressed. It's I have great. seen pictures of the Jaegers. There's, there's already fan art of the oh, Jaegers knocking up. The monsters? Well, see, that was the joke. Foley just heard me in the theater and goes, well, what if the monsters are all angry because they're an estrus? <laughs> and I said, I just oh, looked at her. Work. I looked at her and I said, well, clearly the Jaegers would be designed not to fight them, but fuck them. <laughs> Is that the deleted scene? <laughs> where, the, where the monster goes Cuck up with the Seattle Space yeah. Needle and just tries to sit on it and breaks yeah. it off? And they're like, oh, but that's what humanity realizes. <laughs> oh, my you God. You know that Dave Chappelle joke where he steps the volcano? Yeah. That's pretty much brown it. Stick. <laughs> brown stick turns into brown stick. <laughs> But yeah, no, there are pictures specifically uh, of like specific kaiju from that movie, like knocked up, having baby. I think there's one where like one of the Jaegers is married to one of the kaiju and the kaiju's like knocked up with babies. <laughs> I like that it's not just sex. There's like an elaborate relationship involved here. Oh, oh my god. 
I, dear I, God. I love Pacific Rim. It really is kind of like the stupid meme movie of the summer. <laughs> where, like, it's not that popular, but people want to shut the fuck up about it. But. So other announcements this week from people that we care strongly about. Uh, Emily Carroll's new project was announced. She is illustrating the young adult novel Speak. Uh, which I need to read. Um, which is what, like a rape survivor story? Yes, it is a woman who experiences sexual assault and uh, learns to cope with it through art. Doesn't so. she got like four books coming out in the next year? Emily Carroll. She's been quiet because she's been like she making busy. everything. Well, she's she got busy. a play. I, I had no idea what she was working on. She's just, to me, she's just Emily Carroll. I didn't realize she had published projects coming out. She's got a collection of short stories. Yeah. Man, yeah. if you guys don't know Emily Carroll, Google her because she's great. She's, she's awesome. One, she's one of the best cartoonists working right now. She really is. Whether it's uh, internet or whatever, anything like that. Just yeah. to, well, cartoonist and she's slash a really great and subtle illustrator. Yeah. I am a huge. I mean, it's it's really heartwarming too because her drawing ability makes up for her big club foot. <laughs> they're they're gonna make a Blindside <laughs> movie about her. I call her Blindside Monster. <laughs> I'm not even... She's one of my favorite humans in the world. She's one of my favorite artists in the world. And, uh, yeah, she uh, is amazing. And get excited about anything she does. Andy's blood much. sugar's getting low. It is. I'm crashing pretty hard. Oh, my God. Uh, Denzel passed up the chance for a cameo in the next Fast and Furious you movie. Said... He would have been the main villain the film after that. You would have... You said it wrong. You have to be like, Denzel! My Denzel! You know Denzel. We don't have to say the last name. Denzel. How would, to be fair, how many Denzels are there? <laughs> yeah, no. So you still haven't seen Fast and Furious 6? No, I have not. Even though it has a sequence that I know will be pornography for me, where Michelle Rodriguez and Gina Torres fight. Yeah, they've Gina Torres. They've, uh, Gina Carano. Uh, she's just watching, taking pictures. <laughs> <laughs> they punch their shirts off. It's so weird. <laughs> and they punch the class of each other's bras. And the I asked a friend off. of mine who's seen that movie, and I was like, Can you how? Put your camera phone in I was like, how pornographic is that sequence for me? And he goes, it's too short so it like, is Ugh. no it really is like a short quick uh, oh, that whole movie's only like 70 minutes long. Like, it's not like 18 it's, minutes it's not Dakari it's, it's not yeah uh, let's put it this way I the, do love the Vin director the was not like jerking off all like it, it, they, 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 yeah then that's a missed opportunity <laughs> I'm saying that that would be one of the moments in which I would accept having the a director was not fetishizing that opportunity as much as we would have, yeah, unfortunately. What were you saying? You saw The Rock? Uh, no, I, I will. I will. I love The Rock, and I love Vin Diesel, so I need to watch this. But there's a thing where uh, th I guess this is setting up a pattern where at the end of this, at the end of Fast and Furious Six, at the very last like ten seconds in the movie, you're introduced who who will be the villain in the next one, and I guess they were gonna do that for the next one after that, and that was gonna be Denzel, but Denzel said, "Fuck you, <laughs> I want someone else," and so who knows? Who knows who's gonna be the villain in the next twelve Fast and the Furious? <laughs> I think J.J. Abrams is going to be direct Fast and Furious 7. I don't know. John Williams is coming back for the score. I think the Jaegers are going to be the villains <laughs> in Fast and Furious 7. Hey, Bill, tell me about Jen Frank's boob jam. <laughs> That's the best. It's the delicious jam product. She is, she's canning by herself. You smear it on the boobs. It's a fruity cocktail. It's a pizza base. <laughs> I love Jen Frank mostly as her inner status as a pizza sexual. <laughs> that poor lady. Also, I love that if you like actually look quick on her, t uh, click on her Twitter uh, profile, her background is a little like it's Dick Kubert saying "boy howdy." Yeah, that was kind of cracks me up. Yeah. yeah, no, uh, Jen Frank out of the blue decided to create a Tumblr called Boob Jam. Where she's uh, encouraging people to make uh, game jam games, you know, just like quick little indie games based yeah. on the experience of having breasts. <laughs> Have you seen any? Like, no. I think there's only two. I think there's like uh, someone had posted a video about how 
you're this character in this 3D world where you can switch between being male and female on the fly and how people react to you change depending on your gender. Oh, that's actually smart. The only other game that's been posted so far is it act it's actually live. It's called Sleeping with Boobs. Yes. It's a little text yes. adventure. Yes. Where I already live this life. I was playing this and I was reminded because you've told me horror stories of sleeping with boobs. I'm yep. like, this is pretty much the Annie Maloney story where yep. it's like it starts off, okay, sleep sleep face down on your side or on your back. Mm-hmm. Sleep face down, one boob shifts the wrong way. You suddenly mm-hmm. sleep sleeping on one boob the wrong way, so you have to lift yourself back up mm-hmm. and lay down, but suddenly all this weight on your boobs is hurting. Mm-hmm. So then you have to go on your side, but then one boob is like sloshed over the other, mm-hmm. other and then okay, I have to go put on my bra. Mm-hmm. Sleeping yeah, it's just like the whole yep. you sleep on your on your chest, but your boobs are flying in two different ways. Why do you think I like... wear bras twenty first day seven <sighs> days a week? Can't you... Yeah, I guess there's something you can't just wear like super tight shirt or anything like that. So at least you don't have the constrictiveness or. How is that not constrictive, Bill? Don't you I'm can't, you, can't you fully be, did make that joke? Can't you this be morning. a little spoon and you could just hold on? Fully literally said that today. She's like, baby, I'll just walk behind you and I'll talk. Just lift and separate. You think what you do is you you you, you carve a gutter in the mattress so Foley can put her arm there so she's got there the bottom go. boob and the top you know I really just... liked the gesture you made when you said carve a gutter like you made a gesture like with a knife like yeah. like cutting it like a Christmas <laughs> you turkey you just a trowel and just like yeah sleeping no, with boobs no but man boobs Ugh. between that and our, our boob weight conversation last week <laughs> boobs are damn. in the air <laughs> <laughs> last week's title this week's podcast actually it should be more like dicks are in the air <laughs> There oh may be God. a Black Adder movie that takes place during World War II. Tell us about this, because I know you've run the internet's second most premier Black Adder <laughs> fan site. Have Black... you ever seen Black Adder? Yes, I really like the Black Adder um, uh, uh, World War One stuff. It's weird, because it's Mr. Bean talking. It is. I st- Black Adder still throws me, because I used to, like, my first experience with Rowan Atkinson was, when mm-hmm. I was a kid, HBO show HBO would show Mr. Bean specials. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, that guy's funny. He, he ugly, but he funny. Yes, And I was horrified to find out it's, like, British. I'm mm-hmm. like, what the hell is this shit? Why do they sound like Monty Python? <laughs> and then I found out he's got a TV show where he talks. I thought maybe he was just mute. He sounds like that bird from the lake. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, so uh, I guess Ron Atkinson is just talking about how they do have an idea for what would be another Black Adder show, which would be just taking place in World War II in Coldlitz Castle. I think it's is it Coldlitz? Oh, oh, I don't know. They they would just be stuck in a castle. I've not watched Black Adder in. It's cute. Like nine years. No, it's great. I just haven't watched it since. Then. It's so all just about a bunch of miserable people locked Being up miserable together. Miserable each other. Yeah, in a hilarious way. It's pretty great. Surprised he man, how has he never played the doctor? How is he never in Harry Potter? Oh, that's true. What the hell would he play? <laughs> Anyone? Harry? Did you see Ron? Simon Pegg as drunk? Snape? <laughs> as drunk uh, Ron Weasley wishing Harry Potter happy birthday? No. Because this week was Harry Potter's like 33rd birthday. Yeah, it was. Oh, oh, oh man. You know what? Simon Pegg, uh, I wrote, I've written a lot of terrible fan fiction and the fan fiction I was most obsessed with was the idea of this, uh, Middle-aged, uh, stay-at-home dad, Ron Weasley, coaching a, uh, Little League Quidditch that's team. That's what it kind of looked like. Yeah. And that's basically, like, he kind of has beer bellies, balding, would he's got a terrible beard. It would, he would, so it would be really good. Who would be Hermione? Uh, Francis O'Connor. Oh, from Fargo? Not Francis, no, that's, uh, that's Francis Mc... Francis McDormand, yeah. yeah. Wait, who's Francis, Francis O'Connor? O'Connor? I, I always wanted her to be adult Hermione. I mostly know her from, um... The Importance of Being Earnest with Colin Firth and Rupert Everett. She plays, um, G- Gwendolyn? Can't it just be Emma Watson? 
pretty much could. But I always liked Frances O'Connor, and I thought she'd be a really good adult Hermione, because she kind of looks like adult Emma Watson. And Hermione would be like, in my brain, she was like this badass in the Ministry of Magic, and, um, uh, um, like, basically a cop. Like, she'd be, like, well, way Well, isn't that there. what happens with those characters, though? Well, she's not a cop, but I know she's still, she's working for the Ministry of Magic. But it's, yeah, isn't, uh... They do have a bunch of kids and stuff. They it's do. not like you were completely oh, yeah. wrong. No, yeah. But yeah, Ron it basically has nothing in his life. And so he teaches a Quidditch to you. Yeah. You know what? You're probably not. If you, if you <laughs> emailed J.K. Rowling and said, this is probably pretty much what his home life is. I'm sure she'd be like, yeah. <laughs> I, I haven't thought about that much, but yeah, yeah, whatever. I thought about it at length. I had I've a soundtrack. Maloney's. What? I had a soundtrack that I had written. Really? Yeah, or that I had composed. What uh, was on the soundtrack? To what, like? The only song I can remember right now is, um... There's a song by just a, Weasley Life soundtrack. But it was a lots of a lot of songs, and I remember there was mm. one song in particular by a musician named Tom Veck. That the chorus is "The lower the sun, the longer the shadows become," and it's like this kind That's of morbid. Well, dude, he's middle aged. He has nothing <laughs> in his life except his hot wife, who's too busy That's for him. That's gonna be within ten years. What does it? Doesn't it take place in like 2019 or something like that? That that, that flash forward at the end of the last Harry Potter. I Potter think book? so, dude. Yeah, it's coming up. Yeah, man. Man, that's gonna be like. The new Back to the Future 2015 shit, where like this is, we we have to start uh, tricking people with that meme. Like today's the day where it's the future in Harry Potter, who where people keep end up being tricked into thinking today's the day Bat Marty McFly goes to the future in 2015. Never occurred to me my wife is the same age as Harry Potter and the kids. Is she exactly like 33? Yeah, yeah. You could ask her about it. (laughs) Wait, how old are you? I am oh, you're turning, be, you're 30 turning 30 in February. Hey, everybody. February 2nd is coming up. It's my 30th birthday. What do you want? No big deal. Um, uh, Maxwell Motley, uh, we're going to arrange uh, to give her to give uh, Annie a tour of the uh, Leavesden Studios. <laughs> uh, she's getting married next week. Friend of the podcast, Maxwell Motley, is getting married next week. Happy marriage, Maxwell Motley. We'll have to record a special wedding podcast. We just will. Just yeah, as good. Yeah. Yeah. What, yeah. What, yeah. Sex advice. <laughs> Talk, Bill will tell you about what to do around wieners. Uh, oh my god! <laughs> Cup the balls. <laughs> Don't punch anyway, the balls. Anyway, everybody, this was the Boy Hottie Podcast. As always, we're at Boy Hottie Podcast on oh Twitter, boyhottiepodcast.com. Like I said, use our contact form, send us an email if you want to be entered for a drawing to win a copy of Gone Home. Hint, you do. I will not even send a. You will not have to have Steam. I will send you a, a gift directly from the Humble. Is store. Is it going to be so on can, Steam? It's going to be on Steam, and it's going to be on the Humble Store. If you buy it via the Humble Store, then the um, the game devs get more money. So guess which one I like more? Yeah, in the next couple of weeks, we're going to have to start making packs plans as soon as they come out with the schedule. Yeah, motherfucker. Uh, that... uh, yeah, we'll have to. And yeah, if you're so inclined, if you are going to packs and you would like to be involved in a boy howdy meetup, uh, tweet at us. Most of our meetups will be in line waiting for the Last of Us <laughs> panel. To open. No. I will not look at you, Bill. You are not allowed to be around me. Can I not You're going to sit on can the we, other side. Can, can we do an Annie and Joel costume? <laughs> that would actually be great. I want to be Annie and Joel. Because I want to be Joel. I don't care what Fat I... Joel. Donut Joel. You want to be Donut <laughs> yeah, Joel? <laughs> I have got the lush beard. No. Bill, my all feelings around Joel, I can't. All I have to do is dress like myself. I got a flannel shirt. All I have to do is I have a sign around my neck that says Donut Joel, and people will laugh. <laughs> can I? Oh, and I want to get like a little pony I can ride to pretend I'm riding a pony. We're on iTunes. <laughs> you can rate us if you're so inclined. You can carry gay gay magazine around with you. Bearkin, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, that's what I usually say at the end of this podcast. Thank you as always for listening. We'll talk to y'all next week about more garbagey garbage. Take care, guys. We love you guys.
Take your picture. 